You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome back to the Stateside Podcast with your host, James Ian McMillan. Not to be confused with James Thomas McMillan. That is my dad. Oh, okay. To the left of me is? Alan Ashcroft. I'm not going to do my middle name. Yeah, what is your fucking middle name? It's Lee, which is my mom's first name. It's a, it's a solid middle name. It's all right. Um, we have two Allens on the show, guys. Yeah. We have our, our esteemed guest, Alan Day, from the delicious rock band, for your strong. Welcome to the show, Mr. Day. Welcome. What's up? And thanks for your patience. It took us forever to get ready and Alan was really yeah, cool no about problem. it. I, I have, I was making some spaghetti and meatballs and mm. now I'll eat it cold after we're all done. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice little celebration. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to call you Ashcraft for the day. That's and fine. We're going to call our guest Alan. Okay. He gets the name. Yeah. I think mean, that's fair, right? It's only or fair. Call, call him Alan, A-L-L-E-N, and call yeah. me Alan. <laughs> and it's, it's up to you guys to decipher which yeah. one you meant. Yeah. I love it. We'll that. hear it in the inflection. <laughs> um, well, again, welcome to the show. Um, it is three hours ahead your time, and you are in Massachusetts, right? I sure am. Beautiful the state of Massachusetts. Yeah, you live on a, a like a, a farm property type thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my wife bought this place, uh, like almost three years ago. Now we got 20 acres and we got chickens and that's, we're about to get some horses. We grow flowers and Christmas trees. Yeah. It's so rad. That is cool, man. Yeah. If you go to his Instagram, he's got a couple links to those other businesses he just mentioned. Yeah. It's a Christmas tree farm. And like, you guys were really busy during the holidays. Yeah. We, we've been doing it for like, um, probably six years now. We sell Christmas trees mm-hmm. and I don't know why, cause it's just a lot of work, but <laughs> <laughs> are you actually cutting them down yourself? Uh, no, we get them from other farms. Um, so we pick them up from the farm. We have a truck and a trailer. We go and pick everything up. But then we, a few years ago, we bought this property and we started planting our own trees. So we have about 1,300 in the ground now, but mm-hmm. it's going to be probably about five years until we can sell one because they take their freaking trees. So yeah. They take a little while right. to grow. Jeez. So it takes about five years before they're like sellable Christmas trees? Well, it's, they say it's about a foot a year. And I've already had uh, mm. some in the ground for over a year. And six foot tree is pretty common. So yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say because I think the average residential roof is eight feet. I want to say, yep, something like that. Yeah, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> so I want to ask you, how were the the acoustic shows that you guys were just doing? Because we were doing that for a little while. Yeah, 
honestly, they were freaking great. I had no idea what to expect. We've, uh, we've always played acoustic things here and there at like meet and greets or in stores where we don't really prepare for it. We just grab a couple acoustic guitars and play it how we would normally play it just quieter. And on this tour, we really like, we spent some time rehearsing and rearranging the songs and That's it awesome. was very stressful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think people, you know, I, I don't think people who, you know, who aren't in a band, they don't understand how different that is to yeah. just take, because you guys are a fucking rock band. Like you can't just take that energy and, and distill it down into an acoustic setting without, yeah. without a lot of work. Yeah. No kidding. Cause we, like I said, we'd done it before and it never goes over that great. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, so you kind of have to adapt and, the weirdest part was adapting to those new versions of the songs. Like there are songs that we're playing that I've been playing for over a decade <laughs> that when I'm on stage, I don't even have to freaking think about it. It just like happens. It's all muscle memory. But right. because it was this new version of the song, I was forgetting the lyrics. I was, you know, it was just like all the muscle memory was just gone. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Plus there's always the pressure of not wanting to put out this, put out a new product but it's rushed simply because you were more concerned about it being like a new thing like oh we'll just do these acoustic but then you don't put like the the tlc into making it its own thing that's still solid i think a lot of bands kind of do that so then you have that added pressure of we want to kill this and we don't want it to seem like just a like kind of a hacky way to do the same thing to sell the same product twice essentially yeah exactly so that, and that's kind of the exact mentality we had. We said, we don't want it to just be a typical kind of acoustic thing. We want to make it special. So we spent, we, me and Dan, the other guy, we locked ourselves in the, uh, in his, um, garage for like two straight weeks every day. And just like, we're playing around with this pedal and this pedal and this guitar and like this amp. And we were just like messing around with stuff until we finally came up with these arrangements. And we definitely got in way over our heads. You should have seen the amount of pedals in front of us on stage for the whole tour. It was like for an acoustic show. (laughs) Yeah. For an acoustic show. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the irony in doing that. Um, But it wasn't, you guys also weren't doing like a straight run of touring, right? You were, yeah, it was just on the weekends. We we yeah. figured we'd take the uh, country star approach. Dude, that's the and, best. Uh, Stand up comedy. Fly out for the weekends. It was amazing. Hell yeah. Um, well, you had mentioned, you know, the horses and stuff, and I didn't want to interrupt the conversation. <laughs> the, two, oh, yeah. the two Allens in this in this place were having about horses, so I'm going to go ahead and let you can. Yeah, that was that. a weird lineage to our discussion. We talked about how we had the same name, and then I... Uh, said that I was supposed to be Amanda if I were a girl and that I didn't like that because that sounds like a horse girl. And then <laughs> Alan told me that he's uh, married to a horse girl and then I was like, what is a horse girl? And then James was like, hey, I haven't done the intro yet. Right, right. So I said, do the intro and then I need to know what, does that literally mean what I think it means where she just like, she grew up riding horses and, and loves them and stuff? That's exactly what it means. Nice, Okay. I don't yeah, know what else and, it would mean. Well, that can get dicey. I mean, I 
I yeah, that can get weird. Yeah, it can get weird. Like girls with the, the posters on their walls, kids, and then they grow know. out a ponytail. Yeah. They try to make it as long as like a horse's tail. But, yeah, they kind of <laughs> turn into a horse. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. There was a girl in elementary school. Her name was Daria, and uh, she. That's a great TV show. Yeah, it really yeah, it is. Was. I won't use her last name mostly because I don't remember it. But if I did remember it, I wouldn't do it just in case she's listening. She's one of the 15 people listening. Um, <laughs> but uh, she would literally, she did that. She gave herself a legit ponytail and then would like, um, what would you call the motion that like gallop, I guess she would gallop around like at recess and none of the kids, like we would all just l- look at her from a distance and be like, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird horse kid. Yeah. She's just being a kid, but we all just like completely ostracized her. <laughs> sure. I think there's a, there's a good chance my wife did that when she was a kid. Yeah. What is your wife's name? Is it Daria? <laughs> no. What if it was? <laughs> How it wild was? would that be? <laughs> Man. Yeah. Like, that's so funny. My wife used to tell me the story about <laughs> yeah. when I was in school. <laughs> yeah, there was this shithead kid that would point and laugh at me when I would gallop around. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's the same name as you. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I love a good horse. Yeah. They're fresh little Horses noses. Great. God damn, they're cute. What are those? Uh, what are those like dinosaur looking ones? The Clydesdales, they got like yeah. furry, furry hooves. They're just very yeah, ornate. They're, they're, they're like, humongous. Yeah, yeah, they're like the, the horses of Christmas. Exactly. The Budweiser yeah, horses, right? Yeah, the Budweiser horses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. I always liked them as a kid just because they were called Clydesdales and I was a big Blazer fan, Trailblazer fan. Yeah. And Clyde Drexler was like, that's my Michael Jordan. That. So I was like, oh, Clyde. Same reason that uh, I don't think I've ever shared this with anybody, but. Back in the day when Ross Perot was running for uh, uh, president, I I was like eight, nine years old, something like that. And I wanted to vote for him if I could simply because <laughs> Perot sounded kind of like pro and that made me think of sports and I like sports right. as a kid. So that, that's why eight-year-olds can't vote. That's exactly why. Just yeah. because they're like, hey, that word sounds kind of like another word I like. So yeah, you get the job. <laughs> You're hey, the king you know of what? America. You probably would have been better off than some of the voters this past election. <laughs> it's so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No shit. Could you imagine? <laughs> no shit. Dude, that just reminded me you talked about how you liked sports in a general sense of the word mm-hmm. as a kid. And I always thought that the 90s was so like we generally liked sports in the 90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was like just a I don't know. Like I remember just seeing like those little football helmets, the Baskin Robbins would they would serve uh ice cream out of the little helmets oh that's cool i don't remember that at all that's awesome and it didn't matter what team you had it was just sports damn like all the starter jackets people just wore the jackets oh i had a few of those care i definitely had a starter jacket and i didn't like sports at all there you go (laughs) yeah that's 90s bro i think i had a charlotte hornets jacket oh nice right right like sport it was like almost like a cultural thing like Charlotte Hornets, uh, the Raiders. It was like a brand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad My dad was never supportive of, like, a lot of the kids my age, uh, we would we would want to wear the gear from a team that we liked, even if they weren't the local team. And my dad right. just couldn't wrap his head around that. So if it <laughs> right. wasn't Seahawks shit or Blazer shit, he just, he would hate it. And I'd be like, yeah, but I like the Orlando Magic because Shaq is the shit. And he'd be like, I don't care. Do you live in Orlando? <laughs> I'd be like, man, and the funny thing is at 32 years old, there's a little bit of that in me now. Like something I didn't like as a kid, I'm very much that way now. Like he's Oh, I could totally see you like he's, yeah. yeah, he's brainwashed me into having like the same 
uh, shitty kind of. That's what dads do. That exactly. Do. They just drop all their bullshit on you, and then they <laughs> die, and then you do it to your kid. <laughs> yeah. Then they die. <laughs> uh, we all that's do. Good. Yep. That's good. Um. So Alan, uh, sorry. Yeah. Not you, Ashcraft. Right. Alan Day. No, I'm Ashcraft. Uh, Mr. Day and I have been speaking a little bit lately, and and one thing that I'm very excited about is that you are taking on a, a sort of new venture for you, although you have been doing it for a while, but you're really pursuing producing and mixing and more of the behind-the-scenes production aspect of, of doing music. Um, I'm really yeah, excited that you're doing that, man. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's a good plan, and I think that you're good at it. Um, I mean, how, how's that going? Do you want to share anything with, with the peeps? Yeah. I mean, it's going great. It's something that I've been doing, unfortunately on and off for the past handful of years. Um, and I think it's kind of inevitable to be on and off with how busy I can be with my own band, but I also dabble in a lot of other things with the farm and the selling of the Christmas trees. And I, I also build timber frame barns and uh, I do a lot of stuff. Um, But I kind of had this realization that this year, 2019 is going to be all music. It's awesome. So trying to fill up my calendar, book some, book some studio stuff and stay really busy, learn more, be more active. I started working on um, some film scoring projects Oh Which yeah, really it's really fun. good too, dude. I should show you some of the shit he did. Yeah, I would love to hear Fucking it. Fucking dope, like super moody. Oh yeah, kind of. I don't know. I mean, I, it kind of reminded me of like the uh, Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor stuff. Oh okay, it just super. Yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah, that's the greatest compliment anyone's ever given. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's what I, that's what I felt, and and I mean, I think it's so cool too because. I, most musicians, at least from my perspective, are also big movie fans, right? Oh, I think, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're all, we all want to be either writers, comics, or make movies. And people who are comics, make movies, or writers all want to be musicians. So we're all right. like <laughs> pretending to be each other. So it's super cool when you can kind of cross those two. You know, you take- Yeah, always, that's you. always been my dream job. I mean, well, I mean, being in a band- from when I was a kid was always my dream. And right. then as I started to get older and I was playing music and I have always loved movies, I was like, man, that's like the perfect thing is I love, it's two things that I love smashed into one. Like maybe one day I'll do that. And then I realized why wait for one day when I can just do it now. And right. I've been trying to attack that. Yeah. That's always kind of the craziest realization that's been happening to me lately where I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to like get ready to take something on. Right. And then you realize that's not ever going to be the case because if you already are coming at it with that approach of like, okay, I got to get prepared that that comes from a place of maybe like, I guess a lack of confidence. You might fool yourself into thinking it's, I just want to do a really good job at this thing. So I'm going to take time to get prepared for it. But I mean, is there a better way to learn than just diving in like nine times out of 10, that's got to be the way, right? Absolutely. You fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Absolutely. And you know what? And years from when you actually start doing it, you'll realize how terrible you were at it when you yeah. first started because you had no idea what you're doing. Yeah. But that's how you freaking learn. 
Absolutely. Yeah, trial by fire. That's absolutely yeah. how you have yeah. to do it. Yeah. I've posted this a few times on my Instagram, but there's there's a video, an old movie clip of John Wayne throwing a kid. It's, it's from a movie. And the scene is this little kid telling John Wayne that he doesn't know how to swim. And so John Wayne throws this eight-year-old aged about eight years old into a river (laughs) (laughs) and the kid just starts splashing around I can't swim I can't swim and the you know the woman's freaking out like why did you do that he's like well the boy's gotta learn doesn't he and eventually the kid (laughs) learns and that's the lesson like (laughs) the best thing ever and then the girl the woman's like uh she says something like are you gonna jump in and get him he's like I'm not getting in and he goes, why don't you get in and get it? And she goes, well, I can't swim either. And then it implies that he's going to throw her in too. And then the scene just fades away. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things ever. It would have been so sick if... So aggressive. If the mom was like, were well, you going to jump in and get him? And he's like, I can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's <laughs> making this kid do it. It'd be awesome. <laughs> That's money. John Wayne. That was a person. He was a real guy. Yeah. That, that so many men kind of modeled themselves around yeah and now a lot of those men are getting in trouble for shit you know being (laughs) being sexually aggressive yeah all of a sudden it's not super charming (laughs) you're not like this uh rugged cowboy you're a predator (laughs) yeah you're an asshole (laughs) you're a fucking monster (laughs) yeah it's so good um you had mentioned too to me uh, a couple days ago that you guys are going to work on some new music right that the band yeah i mean I mean, that's kind of always the goal right it's just sure right better at what you do so um we, we've had this acoustic tour completely taking up all of our energy for the past month and yeah. now that it's over we can get back to writing and thinking about new music so we've already get, gotten together we were hanging out yesterday um a little bit talking about writing and we're planning on getting together with the rest of the band sometime soon and work awesome. on stuff. How long have you guys been a band? For a while. We've been a band since 2001. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And how long Two have months, you so been in the band? Since 2001. Oh, okay, good. Because uh, I played, uh, a band that I was in, we played the Jamboree somewhere in Ohio. Because I want to say Cleveland, but I don't think that's right. It's like Columbus or it's mm-hmm. whatever. Um and we played the outside stage, which was like a smaller stage. And uh, we went to go like put our stuff just like off, you know, kind of side stage. And I saw a four year strong kick drum. And I got so pumped because at the time, like I didn't really know much about you guys, but I just heard that song. Um, I'm not even going to be able to remember the name of it. I heard a song and I loved it. And I played it a lot on that tour, like on repeat, like I was pissing off the other dudes. And then so I saw uh, your guys' kick drum. I was like, oh, and I was so stoked. Um, But I wasn't sure if, like, I legit remember nobody from the band. I didn't speak to any of you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I wasn't sure if you were in the band at the time. But, yeah, you must have been there. What was this, the Jamboree? Yeah, it was called the Jamboree. It was like a festival. um, See, it was like Within the Ruins, I think. uh, What was that band? Um, uh, 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 We Came as Romans was one of the headliners, I believe. Um, yeah, it, it could have maybe not been you guys, but I'm almost positive it was. Uh, I have the worst memory. I'm sure it was. We've played a lot of shows. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, since yeah. 2001, that's insane. I can't even imagine because yeah. for me, it's yeah, just it's, been since like what, 2000, 
10. And that to me is too much to remember. So another decade I can. Well, it's, it's one of those things like we started in 2001 and honestly, we didn't really become the band that we are today, even close to it until maybe 2005. Right. Right. But the worst part about all that is we had the same band name since 2001. So it's officially the same band, which means if you search hard enough, you can find two demos from 2001, 2002. And Mm -hmm. it just sounds like a shitty taking back Sunday. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, we, we went through, it's basically like, imagine if every one of the bands that you were ever in as a child had the same band name. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's, that's one of the shittier things about the internet is you can't really escape the unconscious incompetence you had as you were like learning your fucking craft. It, you, everybody gets to see all the rough drafts. Totally. Yeah. And it's, there's some real, real bad shit out there. Yeah. (laughs) That is a long time, man. Yeah, it is. And, and it's been awesome. The core, the core group really has been the same since 2001. Me, Dan, the other singer and Jake, our drummer have been in it since. Wow. A couple other members have filtered out, but our bass player, Joe has also been in it since like 2003. So dude, that's incredible. Wow. That's so cool. But I mean, you've, so you've watched thing. I mean, you've watched a lot of changes in the music industry as a whole. Or yeah. what, what are some Watch of the biggest go, ones that go pop straight out? into the shitter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that for sure. But what are other than, you know, the, the negative part of people not buying records anymore? What's something that has really kind of stood out to you as a, as a big change? You know, something that the band has had to, you know, take on as a challenge and overcome. Well, not that we had to take it on and overcome, but there's some things that are just totally unfair. Like when we were first starting touring, Twitter didn't exist for us to like ask someone for a place to crash. You know, we yeah, had to do it the right. old fashioned way and go around and be like, Hey, can we stay at your house? Right. Hey, can we stay at your house? Right. Hey, can we stay at your house? Social media has made touring. Well, everything about technology has made touring easier. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, the fact that I could like see my wife and talk to her really at any point in time while I'm on tour with this magical box I carry around in my pocket at all times mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And that didn't exist when we first, first started touring. I mean, hell, we didn't even have a GPS. We were like printing out binders of, um, map quest directions. Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. I was talking about it the other day, the band I was in when, you know, I was like 17 years old. We basically booked nearly a two month tour across the United States by the telephone. <laughs> That's crazy. By the phone, dude. Uh, you know, there's probably a few emails in there, but like, you know, there's no, there wasn't even MySpace yet. And, oh, and yeah. it's, it's remarkable that, God, I mean that, and that was even, you know, then, I mean, imagine before that, like bands just grinding it out in the fucking eighties and the seventies. What? Yeah. Well, I feel like back then it was like, if you want to make it, just drive out to LA and just wait there until something happens. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. With that whole, uh, with the strip, you know, that's, I remember hearing about Motley Crue that, uh, so many bands were getting signed left and right. And that word got out that all these 
A&R and like executives from the, the industry were just legit. They were just hanging at Rainbow Room and, and whiskey. And so it was just a matter of, can you make it there? Can you put together a set? Can you sound like these guys? If so, they're just, they're handing out contracts. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of one to your point, and it's a great one, that that's one of the things that was sort of evening out the whole uh, like Wild West kind of situation that it was before technology. Yeah. yeah. And back then you had to actually be good. Yeah. You know, at least at your instruments at the very least, mm-hmm. maybe not anything else, but like you had to be able to like pull it together and play some music because even the recording of music back then was, wasn't as like pliable to poor musicianship like it is now. Yeah. And even songwriting too. Like it's so easy to want to shit on, on those eighties bands, but like kickstart my heart. That is one of the sickest songs. Oh my yeah. God. Like it's so, good. it is so well written to this day. I'm just like that song. We played so, it the other day. It's so good. It's unbelievable. I know. And, and that's, and, and you would think yeah. that back then it was just, you know, we, we dress like women. We got the, the makeup, the look, everything's good. We don't have to write good music now. Right. Like that's not expected of us, but it was still like people still wanted something good. Now, unfortunately, you know, there's, there's huge songs or songs that are that are considered great that are that are really big like uh, the one I always think about that I can't believe was ever accepted by the general public is uh, uh, Cherry Pie. Oh my God! <laughs> are you kidding me? I know any That's of the crazy. stuff by Poison too can go suck a dick. Yeah, I, I get some shit for this sometimes, Ugh. but I I can't do Guns and Roses. Any I'm actually Guns and Roses. Well, really, like. Any, I don't know any like deep cuts, honestly, because yeah. but I mean, else- I mean, you don't like Welcome to the Jungle, for example. It's okay, but yeah. I'm right there with so you. Their their biggest the songs song to me are decent. Of all time is I used to love her, but I had to kill her. <laughs> that is literally probably the worst song I've ever heard in my life. That's that, a Guns song. Yeah. Have oh you not wow. Heard it? No, no, you're gonna have to gonna have to check that one out. Okay, dude. It was like a, a a smaller hit of theirs. It was on the it was on rotation on the radio for a little bit when I was younger, and I just remember like how like how many people did this get through for so many people to say yes, and now it's here on the radio. Yeah, you know? right. Well, now that uh, now that Axel's personality is a little more out there, you know, with the internet, like we get to see, um, you know, there's YouTube clips of him losing it live and. Um, even that, that's uh, the greatest thing about the internet is watching celebrities lose it. Oh my God. Yeah. I just watched a compilation of, uh, bands, <laughs> uh, bailing mid song and there's the infamous, uh, Nickelback in, I want to say Portugal. Is it Portugal? Yeah. Cause he uh, said, he keeps saying it over and over. Oh, that's right. He goes, Portugal. We got any fans here tonight? Any Nickelback fans here tonight? And he goes, somebody throws one more thing and I'm out. And somebody perfect <laughs> timing throws like a bottle yeah. hits him in the head is like blonde, like top ramen hair goes up in the air for a little bit. And then he goes, see ya. And see he ya. fucking leaves. The drummer flips him off. Oh God. I heard they started. were throwing rocks at that show. Yeah. That's not okay, dude. dude that's yeah. not okay. I mean, Nickelback I get, sucks. I did get hit in the on. face once I was playing a show in London and out of nowhere, I just felt something hit me directly in the face and I look and I, you know, I rub my face and there's blood all over my hand. Uh, and I'm like, what the hell? I threw a brick at my face. Oh felt like. my God. And turns out it was a it was a piece of wood from the floor that someone had ripped up. 
Oh my God. Jesus. Yeah. Why would I was fine. I just that? had a big gash on my nose. But yeah. Jesus. I don't understand. And it was a great show too. It wasn't like, I, well, I hope it wasn't like that Nickelback show where everyone's like, get off the fucking stage. You suck. Know. I mean, um, if it anything, show. it was a great show. And this kid was Jesus. like, I'm so psyched. I'm going to throw this. Yeah. Maybe it was too good of a show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he flipped out. Did you guys ever find the kid? Like, did you kick him out? No, no, he just kept going. Jesus. There's this video of Dillinger Escape Plan playing, and you, you know how fucking nuts they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the guitar player, he he gets hit by the other guitar player. And you know how, like, sharp the top of a guitar can be with all the, the, oh, yeah. the wires or whatever? Anyway, it cuts him so bad that his eyebrow is like flopped over (laughs) and you can see one of the guys run up and they're like, grab him, You know, they're like pointing it at him. Like, dude, you, what the fuck? He's just covered in blood. So he, but they like tape it up or some shit and he just keeps playing. Oh (laughs) man. There's a lot of videos of that band getting fucked up and continually playing. I think there's a video of Adam D like the same thing happening to him. Adam D from uh, kill switch and some kid comes up, and like licks his face, like oh, his wound oh, on his face. God, As, I don't, I don't get that, man. No. Uh, one of my buddies uh, from the band Barrier Dead. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, big fan. Um, they put out a live DVD, and when they were filming it, same thing happened, and he got this like huge gash on his head, and just kept playing through the show, and was covered in blood. Oh, but it was great perfect. content for DVD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn. Hey, a little uh, switch of gears here. Did you guys play the the last Warp Tour? We did. Yeah, I thought you did. And you did almost the entirety of the tour, right? We, we did all of it except for the last five days. Okay. It was mostly just because it was Florida. And <laughs> yeah. Florida so hot and wet on Warp Tour. Ugh. And it was the last week. And before that, it was in the Northeast. So it was like we could be home. And go down to Florida for five days and come back home, or we could just stay home. Yeah. So we went for that. Yeah, it's a smart play. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame. Yeah, you. but it was a great tour. Sad what, to see it go. What's uh, so now we know that Florida is one of your worst or your least favorite places to tour in the summer. <laughs> what's some of your place favorite places to tour at, at any time of the year? Um. I really love Chicago. I, I love Portland Hell yeah. and Seattle and I love the UK. Nice. That's yeah. a pretty common answer. <clears throat> I've noticed. Yeah. Chicago is a, I love Chicago as well. And I think that, you know, it's, it's a real city. I mean, it's a fucking city mm-hmm. and yeah. it's, but it's like, you can actually do stuff there. New York city is just simply too much. Like it's yeah. too big. I love it. Like, I love going to Manhattan. I've had a lot of fun out in New York. But I don't know. Like, there's a... And there's a really strong music uh, and specifically rock culture that goes back a long way in Chicago. You know, the Smashing Pumpkins came from there. Did you guys ever play that that really dive club called the Fireside Bowl? No. That was a really fun place to play. Um, Yeah, and obviously the Northwest has a, a good vibe, too. But yeah, that seems to be a pretty common answer. And I think if you're going to go to Europe, the UK seems to be a, a solid place to hit up for sure. 
Well, and and that answer is really based around like where the shows are good for us, I guess. Like, like our best shows on a tour are always Chicago, New York city, LA, Boston. And then anytime we go to the UK, it's great. Right. But then there's also the, well, I guess it's probably the same places that also have good things to do because honestly, the most important thing for me when I'm on tour is food. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care what's happening as long as there's good food around. Right. Every day is, and, and again, back to how touring has changed since like with the advance of the internet and, and technology and all that Yelp and Uber changed touring forever. Yeah. <laughs> you can find the best, the number one restaurant in the area and just have a car bring you there. Right. Right. Yeah, again, back to the old days. I mean, people, you know, you'd, you'd play the venue or you'd load in, you know, all this time to kill, and then you would just walk around or you would ask the locals or whatever. But Yeah, you, you, you're at the mercy of what you could walk to within like a few blocks. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just thinking about it kills my legs. I remember specifically <laughs> one time in Denver, I think we walked like eight miles just looking for food. Like right. we were so overeating like the, you know, the Amy's like, refried beans can and like we're just like we just want like a sandwich we didn't even want anything exquisite just like legit food and we just walked forever and then you know one guy's like well i want to go to starbucks real quick so you go as a group now you got to walk here you don't even want to be there but afterwards you're going to get food and it's just it turns into uh yeah a nightmare and now if you could just hop in an uber or a lyft or something so nice it's it's really great yeah have you guys exclusively done van touring? Um, no, not. I mean, we really haven't done van touring in a while. Um, well, this acoustic tour, we did some of the shows in the van because it was just a couple guys. But normally we do a bandwagon um, or a bus or nice. something. Or, but we have done a lot of van touring. You know, we've been a van for a long time and there's plus and minuses to both things. Obviously sleeping yep. on a bus is way better. <laughs> yeah. You don't say, but that. you can't go through a drive through in a bus. Yeah. Yep. Very true. Very true. You cannot. That was my and thing too. Is always, like, and it's always miserable trying to uh, walk through a drive through at two o'clock in the morning because people think you're going to murder them. Yeah. yeah. There's seven. And I'm just like, no, listen, my bus is parked over there. And I swear, I just want a burrito. That's all I want. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, Mr. Ashcraft. Yep. Did I tell you that I watched the Firefest documentary? Uh, Which one? Uh, Which one? You watched the Netflix one, right? Yeah. 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 Netflix one. Well, I watched both. In a row. Wait, there's a there's a there's one on Hulu. Oh, yeah, there's one on Hulu. Oh my God, is one drastically different than the other? The way I've been putting it is is the Hulu one is a little bit more informative and um to the point and more like more like a documentary where the Netflix one, as you saw, is just very entertaining and dramatic and like the way it plays out is like is like more theatrical right? in a way. Um, so I think you should see both. 
Yeah, okay. absolutely. And I mean, it's it's a fascinating enough train wreck to where even the documentary. Oh, yeah, I watched one, them in a row and I did not get bored. Yeah. It's so, what well, so let me clarify good. is the Hulu one, I mean, it's still, it's still like your opinion on the matter is still that it's a terrible thing that happened, right? And it's, yeah, it's just yeah. A clusterfuck. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's no way to see it any other way. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. <laughs> it's yeah. not. But, yeah. It's insane. It, but the the uh, Hulu one has actual inter an actual interview with Billy. Um, oh wow, McFarland or something. Yeah. Well, because he got uh, yeah he got like 250k for for doing it. Because Jaw Rule's big thing right now is that he's the victim. He didn't get any money and. And it's like, yeah, oh my God, shit. it's like, I don't know, man. I saw a lot of videos of you on the beach <laughs> yeah. drinking, drinking, talking about how this yeah. is going to be great. And then it sucks. And you're like, I'm a victim. No, not so at all. So he didn't get in trouble at all, did he? It seems like so far he's evaded According a lot of that Netflix. shit. But I mean, there's still lawsuits out there. You don't know what will sure. happen in a year, year right. and a half. Hopefully yeah, something. It's weird that, that Billy McFarlane kind of looks like Seth McFarlane. Yeah. I've been hearing <laughs> a lot about that. Yeah. The internet's taken that so hard they're just like are they related like a lot of they people are legit it. researching it That's yeah. funny. who knows god he's such a scum bucket yeah he's the worst that guy's shitty smile that he just yeah. firmly <laughs> has on his face yeah it's so bizarre he kind of struck me as um dork this is gonna sound terrible but you know when you watch like that news story about a high school basketball team and it's the last game of the season, and they've got this like water boy or whatever, and he's got Down syndrome, and they just want to put him in the game and let him do his thing. And sometimes he does really well, sometimes he doesn't. The opposing team lets him do what he's got to do. There's always a shot at the end of the those those little um, videos where the the team is holding this kid up, and he like gives this kind of like wonky smile to the camera. I felt like Billy McFarland did like a hundred of those throughout the documentary. And I was like, I think the twist is going to be that he had Down syndrome the whole time. <laughs> and it wasn't. He was just, uh, he was young and he's been doing this hustle thing forever. Because he would just, they said in the Netflix one, he'd go away and come back with like $4 million. Dude, the way that you filter things through in your head is so good. To oh, dude, trust me. it's I love it. It's my prison, dude. I got to oh, just get God. it out. What's the name of the segment you want to start doing? Uh, it fucking pisses me off. <laughs> I think about, let's, I'll do my first one right it now. It fucking with, pisses me off with Alan Ashcraft. With a fellow Alan. This is a new segment. It's called It Fucking Pisses Me Off. Okay. It fucking pisses me off when somebody, uh, is landing in a new city and they tweet, hey, in the name of the city, I'm in you. Ugh. Okay. That stopped being original 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even funny then. It wasn't funny then. And everybody does it. Yeah, is it like a sexual thing? Like I'm it's supposed you? to be kind of like, hey, I know what sex is, and I'm also in San Antonio. How can I let people know both things in one sentence? Right. <laughs> and then you go, hey, San Antonio, I'm in you. Yeah, and it's always people that are not clever. But yeah, they think that they're clever by doing it. I can't stand it. One, Ugh. San Antonio doesn't. It, it's not a person. Doesn't have a Twitter. So you're talking to nobody unless you're talking to all of San Antonio. And then that's that's a right narcissistic shit that you think a whole city gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. it just, I, I can't stand it. It, leg, it gets under my skin Dude, so, so nice. hardcore. All right. That, that's a good one. So anyway, yeah. That's a good first one. Tune in next week for the, the... Good job. The second installment of It Fucking Pisses Me Off. Alan Day, you just witnessed history. History, yeah. yeah. That's the inaugural. That is amazing. Hey, check out my shirt, guys. It's got little palms on it. Little palm trees. Oh, it does. It's nice. Isn't that cute? What's your other In January, shirt? January, Norgan. 
What's the one under it? It's a brown shirt. Oh, okay. It doesn't have a graphic on it? No. Okay. It's the color of poop. That's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is I, I just go black t-shirts under a button-up. Word. Because, like, white is weird. Like, it, it, like, clashes with my skin. So I'm like, I'll just go black. You don't have to do that. There's a plethora of other colors. That's what I was thinking today, bro. And I was I like, s- this doesn't really go, but it kind of does. I'm yeah. going to live a little. Because it kind of matches with the palm trees. Those are maybe more of a green, but I mean, it's still, they're close in like hue. Yeah. Um, Got a dope ass I mean, like three colored t-shirts. See, and that's Black, where. Navy blue. See, yeah. Olive green. Well, if you're a touring like, guy, four, it changes your, your whole life. Yeah. You know, you, you tour, you, you wear a uniform. Yeah, I see. I don't look great in white. I can get away with heather gray. I can get away. Obviously, black is the shit. And then maybe like a heather charcoal or something. But I feel like outside of that, it's just not, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know, I've tried to step outside that box. and It's tough, and right? The few that I'm comfortable with and it just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you, Alan? Day? I'm 31. You're only 31? Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Crazy. How about that? Wait, you're well, the youngest guy here. Yeah, you've lived a lo- <laughs> you've lived more life than us. You fucking building shit. You got a Christmas tree farm. Wait, how old were you well, when you first started touring? Oh man, like, I think like seventeen. Get fucked. You know what I mean? Dude, in the <laughs> wait, I was too. But the thing is, people have so thought bad. I've been in my thirties since then. So I thought you were. I'm thirty five. I thought you were my age at least. No, it's 31. Dude, in the 47 minutes I've known you, I've learned enough to where if I told somebody about you, it would sound like I'm making up a person. Yeah. Like, no, (laughs) you check this guy out. He's got my name. Okay, he's got a Christmas tree farm. They're like, Alan, quit fucking around. No, no, dude, he builds shit. He also builds shit. He's got a wife. She's a horse girl. She's a horse girl. Uh, They're like, dude, are you having a fucking stroke? What are you talking about? Oh, and he's he's producing and mixing records, and he's in a a big band for the past 18 years. Yeah, he's been in a band for 81 years. It's... uh, (laughs) It's yep. crazy. They're like, okay, cool, dude. Sweet lies. Yeah. yeah. Of the world. That's, cool. that's awesome though. Like I, listen, I'm on James Tinder Bond. and so many girls are like looking for a man six foot that builds stuff. And I just have to swipe left because I'm not trying to learn anything oh, new. God, no. Dude, so I, I think am. I have a Tinder account. I've never used it, but when it first started, my wife and I didn't know what it was. So we were sitting together and we're like, let's create an account. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then I totally forgot about it. Dude, and that is like a senior citizen story. <laughs> yeah. And then one time my <laughs> sister um, texted me and was like, hey, this is kind of weird, but I found your Tinder account. Um, oh, boy. Uh, so she uh, thought I was like being sketchy and like cheating on my no life. Way. <laughs> Dude, what's like, that oh. one? It's like a subreddit or something. I'm trying to find it right now. Um, of seniors using Facebook. What's that called? Oh, I Do don't know. you guys know what that, I mean? I, I think I've come across <laughs> something like that. It's the best thing ever. I think it's called like grandparents using Facebook. <laughs> like basically there's often, here's a common one. They'll think that, they'll think that. Um, they're sending it to one person. Yeah, that or like they're asking Google something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. Uh, <laughs> It's like, when they, it's like when old people text you and then sign their name at the end. Dude, yes. yeah. that might be on next week with that fucking pisses me off. <laughs> that might be the next one. I can't stand that shit. Yeah, I know. I have you in my contacts. I didn't forget. Yeah. I didn't forget mid-text. What time are we doing the podcast tonight, James? Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, you man. fucking dick. 
<laughs> I mean, I get it if like it was someone you haven't talked to in a long time and you're not sure if they have your number. Yeah. Other than that. But even then, you don't sign it like a freaking letter. You say, hey, what's <laughs> up? It's Alan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that uh, is. Say what you got to say and then say dash. Oh, uh, see, I think I'm guilty of that. I think I've done that. Really? On text? Yeah. Well, I'm 35, though. That's so you're 35. That's why. You've never done that with you're me, like on text. Well, no, but that. But what he's saying is like if it was someone, you know, I'm trying to think of who I would have done that with. Maybe I did that with Finn McKinty. Like every time? Not every time, but like when you reach out to him after not talking to him for a long time. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're not sure if... Well, what's the... What's the What's the limit there? How long do you have to go? Yeah. With, right. How much you right. Text like an elderly man. Well, yeah. see, now that I think about it, to my defense, I didn't do that with him, but here's the rub. He asked who's, who this. Mm. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you you're allowed like to do it weird. once if somebody says, who is this? You do need to identify yourself. Okay. But, okay. Uh, I'm 35, guys. I don't know how this all works. But listen, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to remember, you're representing me when you talk to other guests. So exactly. Do not go full grandpa when okay. you're- Got it. When you're sending texts, texts and emails are different, James. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> How are they just different? Just put your address, <laughs> put your phone number at the end of every text. I just love the Google search on Facebook. Yeah. That's, well, there was a guy that started a, a, a Twitter account and he told his grandpa, this is Google. Oh, that's so mean. And the grandpa was even like, but it says no. Twitter. And he's like, yeah, you're old. Oh, you I don't can't like read. That. I'm and too he said, sensitive it's, for that. It's yeah. Google. And then that account was the shit. It was I great. Bet it was. It was just the population of various cities and how close the nearest bar is. And, you know, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It is pretty funny. Hey, uh, dudes, we're getting about the mid or not mid, about three quarters there. Let's do some current events. Yeah. And some other fun stuff. Movie pick of the week. All that good shit. You guys know the drill. And then we'll let Mr. Day get on with his day. See what I did? Nice. Oh, God, I'm 35. Would have been better I mean, if you if you never heard said. someone make puns out of my name before. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I'm oh, sure that man. was a first. Shit. Oh, yeah. man. Probably going to make a four, four beard strong joke next. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys all have beards? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> I love how you're answering yeah. that. Yeah. And we had them long before it was like cool to have beards. Right. So. Do you have I'm not saying I'm that, that guy that like I did it before everyone else, but yeah, yeah. But hey, man, facts oh, are facts. It is. <laughs> I'm being disrespectful and drinking into the microphone. I'm drinking too. I got a polar seltzer. You guys, you guys know what polar seltzer is? Fuck yeah, I do, bro. That shit is so much better than La Croix. Oh my god, it's the best. Mm -hmm. They're from Worcester, Massachusetts, where where I'm from. Worcester. You sounded yeah. very uh, dropkick, dropkicky Worcester. Right, so well, What's I, that other town? I say my R's most of the time. I love that accent, man. People people always call it Worcester, but that's not correct. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Worcester is Worcester? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think I yeah, put I, that together. I, I was there was like seven thing. times before I knew that. Yeah, you can't call it Worcester, especially if you're a band and you're on stage and you say, what's up, Worcester? Or people yeah. are like, all right, fuck this, so fuck these guys. Um, and you're actually not Worcester. supposed to pronounce, you can't pronounce the last R too, right? It's not Worcester, it's Worcester. Like you kind of hit it with like that Boston. No, I, if you, uh, I don't know. I guess if I guess you're from there. That would be the accent, yes, but I don't really have that accent. I say Worcester. Okay, cool. 
Otherwise, yeah, it would just be me doing an impression of those right, people, right, and then right. that's not chill. Then that's not cool. It's like yeah. um, the town in, in Scotland, Edinburgh. Edin- Edinburgh. Yeah. It's not Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh. One that I think about a lot is uh, it's not Melbourne. It's supposed to be Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. I'll legit be on my computer and I'll just, I'll, to myself, I'll go, Melbourne. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm trying to remember or something. See, some is of those that make- actually how it's pronounced or is that... Um, like no, it is. It's not Melbourne. Trying to say it with kind of an Australian accent. Right, it might be both. I honestly don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, because yeah, I think of that too. Because that's how Australians say it. But Melbourne. I don't say anything like Australians say anything. So. Yeah, just saying. I mean, some of those words in Australia just make you sound Australian. Just yeah. the it's like Sydney. It's like when people go to an Italian restaurant and they're like, yeah. Um, saying things, yeah, yeah, super like, you know, yeah like, what the like, fuck? They get all bouncy yeah. with it, yeah, yeah. Like at home, it's I'll fucking, uh, I'll fucking get the uh, fresh mozzarella. Yeah, mozzarella. Yeah. Like, you're an asshole. Oh god, yeah. My uh, my wife will do that just to piss me off. She'll say like, um, instead of karaoke, I'll be like, karaoke. Oh yeah, like a little you <laughs> fucking hipster fuck. Yeah, karate. Don't don't do that. Well, you need to do it if you want her to really stop, just get like crazy turned on by it <laughs> and then just become a perv. And then she's like, all right, I'm done. Tits every time she yeah. does it. She's like, oh, yeah. it's so hot when you're like a little Asian girl. Right. She's like, ew, gross. Like, ew. All right. Show me how to do this on the, with the screen. Okay. Oh yeah. This is, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, James, this page right here. Cause, uh, that's a thing that not enough people are talking about is how ravaged the Bahamas got with this fire festival shit. Yes. It's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair at all. You know, none of the workers were paid. Yeah. And when that woman's crying and stuff, I'm just like, oh, God. Uh, no. So t- tell tell the people what's going on. What are you looking at? Uh, so it says donations are rolling in for a Bahamas restaurant owner who lost money in the fire Festival fiasco. Well, yeah, because didn't she not only lose money from obviously – the festival or whatever but on top of that because of none of her workers were paid she paid out of pocket like her life savings yeah it was like 50 like fifty four thousand. she said she ultimately which there's a ton of money for a blue collar that is so much money jesus man yeah yeah that's heartbreaking it's well you know they set this shit up and then they abandoned ship like i said on the last episode it like they waited until the bitter end Mm. And then they finally admitted defeat and then they just bounced. They didn't really, they didn't reconcile with anybody. They didn't, uh, they didn't go, Hey, we know we owe you. They just left. They just left. And the thing that was writing, like they had to do the festival because that asshole, what was the guy's name? Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Billy refused to get festival insurance. Right. And as we all know that live shows get canceled all the time, especially outdoor fucking festivals. Yep. It's not a perfect world. And yeah, he was counting on making all this money from the festival to pay all these people back. But I, I don't remember. Well, the, I don't know if he ever was like, well, maybe he was actually that delusional, but there wasn't a chance to ever make money from it because the, all the money that he made from it, he kept putting back into it. Right. Like he was, he was, he was like, Oh no, I owe someone X amount of money. All right. Let's come up with some other way for people to give us money so that I can pay for that. So he's like spending the money before he has it. Yeah, well, that's where that whole uh, the the wristband bullshit. 
Yeah, exactly. They emailed everybody and said, load up your wristband. Uh, And then they even recommended an amount of $3,000. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these millennials were like, okay, cool. Like if they did 3,000, I'll do 4,000 or 5,000. They they made like 800,000 overnight. I was just going to say that. That's you know what? I'm a freaking millennial and I wouldn't be spending $3,000 on a wristband. And same. Oh, shit. I kept thinking the same thing. Villa at some shitty festival. Yeah. How yeah. are you going to be like 10 grand in before you even get there? Yeah. And you have no guarantee. It's like, what, what is your, what is your safety that jaw rule is involved? Like <laughs> how, how is that the, the confidence builder? I don't know. But you know, hindsight's 2020. It's so easy to shit on these people now. It's, they kind of yeah. thought they were at the forefront of something dope and it did not work out. So the fun ran- I know it makes you, it, I, you wonder how, how much people knew about it because even on both of those, um, documentaries, there are certain people that were definitely like pretty heavily involved that are like narrating as if they knew the whole time that like Billy sucked but you got to imagine that they were in the situation also thinking that it was awesome. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and lying to people and trying to get to the finish line. But then after it's all said and done, it's so easy to point the blame on that guy, which obviously it's his fault. But no, I see what you're saying. And it also proves how, you know, human nature is pretty strong. And often we do that. You start following someone to the bitter end. And yeah. you look around and everyone else is doing it and you don't want to get fired. You don't want to. And they made it really hard to approach the leadership of that project. You know, they insulated themselves really well. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of codependency. If you're willing right. to suck a dude's dick. Oh, my your, God. That story. For your friend's music festival. Like, there's nothing more toxic or codependent than that. You don't <laughs> well, have to no, put yourself oh, in that shit. situation. The one thing they don't make clear in that scenario is... Did the the Bahamas like consulate guy or wh- whoever? Right. Did he request was he expecting that? Expecting to get his dick sucked? Yeah. Or was it the same Billy, thing? Just, this is Billy McFarland being like, I don't know, just go and suck his dick and right. you know, yeah. hopefully right. hands out. I, I could kind of see him being one of those like douchey dudes that doesn't understand homosexuality and thinks that they're just feverishly running around <laughs> Wait, looking for Billy a dick gay? to suck. Uh, no, I no? don't. No, but the. The guy that did it, yeah, yeah. yeah. King, yeah, yeah. He was like the second in command kind of guy, right? Yeah, so weird. It was funny because yeah. the whole time I thought he was gay, and I said something about how Billy's gay, and my wife looked at me and she's like, "Is he?" I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I just thought he was." I, yeah, I mean, I guess you don't really <laughs> it know. Kind of seemed like that to me, and it's such an aggressive thing to ask your friend slash coworker. Well, yeah, and and to. Yeah. To Alan's point, I, I don't believe that the that, right. that dude was requesting it. There's because no indication. Ultimately, that dude shows up and he goes, "Hey, I'm gonna suck your dick for that water." And the guy's like, "Dude, just take He's like, it." No, I'm good. So, well, did he? They also didn't make that clear. Did he right. go and say like, "Hey, I'm ready to do this," and the guy was like, "Ah, you know what? Never mind. Just yeah, have the water." Yeah. Or did he show up and the guy's just like, "Oh, there you are. Here's your water." No, right? He knows all that weird shit. I mean, all we know that guy is making that story up. I mean, right. Yeah, it's true. It could be fake. It did make for good TV. That's for sure. Hell yeah, it did. A lot of people talking. What was her name? Uh, Where does it say? Marion? I don't know how to pronounce that name. Marion Roll? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like Roll, Rollet. So 
the fundraising campaign for her, and she was a restaurant owner, raised over $140,000. That's rad. That's so cool. That is cool, but it's crazy how little money she can raise in comparison to what Billy McFarlane can I know. get together to just throw point. down the shooter. Crazy, crazy. All right. What's next? Oh, this one is so crazy. <laughs> Alan, are you an Office fan? Man, do you want me to share you share my desktop with you right now? <laughs> See, because I, if I had to guess, it's, I would have said a, yes. It's an Office episode. Oh, okay, like an Office screenshot. It's, it's so good. Have did you it's hear the about the greatest this? show of all time? Yeah, I agree. Have you heard about this story here? No. What is it? Arizona. Hold on, the screen thing is in the way. Arizona kid keeps a woman staying alive with CPR that he learned from the office. <laughs> is that amazing? That is awesome. For those who, you know, you live under a rock and you've never seen the, the American version of the <laughs> office, there's a scene where the boss, Michael Scott, is learning how to do CPR and the EMT lady or whoever it is teaching him recommends to do it. And by the way, I did get an EMT license and they do, they do this because it's a good tempo to do it. Right. To the BG Because people have a tendency to do it too fast. What song did he sing? I can't think of it. He sang the wrong. Oh, he goes, uh, first I was alive. Oh, yeah. I will survive. <laughs> Here, play it. Play I think yeah. the clip's on there. Yeah. If it's not, we'll have to find. Well, the Arizona Daily Star reports that a Tucson man saved a woman's life using a CPR lesson that he learned watching the TV show The Office. 21-year-old. Cross Scott saw the woman slumped over her steering wheel in her car, and he broke the window to get in. Scott had no CPR training, but this episode of The Office I love his last name is Scott. That's so amazing. Good. good trick is to pump to the tune of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Do you know that song? Yes, yes, I do. I love that song. <clears throat> First I was afraid, I was petrified. <laughs> no, it's... It's actually really clever. So using these tips, Scott was actually right. able to revive the woman. Even though the episode could be a tutorial of what not to do, medical experts say that pumping to the tune of staying alive is actually useful. It establishes the rhythm of chest compressions. That's so good. I love That's that. Story. I think the best part about that scene is that Andy Bernard cannot stop himself from just going full Andy Bernard. And he just has <laughs> oh, to. Oh yeah. He, he does, it, does it all the time. He, he has does to harmonize. <laughs> he, yeah. He just gets right into it. Shot out of a cannon always. Yeah. Dude, I love that story. That's so, so good. good. Yeah, it went Did in you doubt. Say that the kid's last name is Scott. I, I know. I said that too. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, here's another story. A Jewish family was booted from a flight over quote body odor, but says anti-Semitism is to blame. <laughs> this is a fucked up video, and I mean, before you start it, they, my guess is, look, if an entire airplane and I think like even the pilot and like everyone got involved and demanded these people had to get off the fucking plane because they stunk so bad. My guess is there's Imagine some truth to that. that bad. I know. But when you see the video, they like oh, just play it. They're like very honest people. Oh, no. they're really I have to calm down. I have eight children at home yeah. and there's a religious reason for some reason that they're kicking me off the plane. We don't have odor. Okay. 
Nobody here has odor. Oh, stop. Give me that. Oh, stop. Okay. Okay, you, 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 need, to, you need to exit to the uh, rebooking center so they can rebook you. Yeah. He's doing it now. I need to get home tonight, sir, and I need a report of telling me why I was kicked off the plane. I'm not leaving this airport until I was told listen, why I'm getting kicked off. Listen very carefully, because if the captain and the crew do not want you on board, they have final say. The captain they, and Tell me crew. why. And they have to abide by all the passengers' issues. Tell me. I need a report. Tell me something. You right. need a report here, but you, we'll, we're going to update your reservation. We'll refer back to your reservation. Now, you told me for religious reasons you don't shower. Is that what you said? No, I didn't. Oh, I shower every day. today. So what did you say? I said you kicked me off I because said, of religious reasons. we all had showers. You can't complain that we have odors. You said you no, I did not say that. You said you were giving me my okay. stuff back. No, I never said that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. My I wife is here, and, that's, and we can call. ask her. We'll take yeah. them to the Okay. Call. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, there. I mean, there's other videos of, of the, the wife, the guy, and she's holding their kid. The video of them talking, like, to the news or something after... And it it seems like she's really embarrassed, like a genuine person. She's like, "This is this is humiliating, you know. This is appalling." I, she's like, "Do we smell to you?" And the guy's like, "No, not to me." Like it's really weird. But if an entire fucking airplane collectively gets together, it's like these people fucking stink. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's well, no other how do they know it was them? What, what if what if it was like the people sitting next to them and they just got the shaft? I know. Right. And it is, it's tough because he's wearing a yarmulke. Yeah, how did they, oh boy. how did they point that out? How did they point Yeah, because you know what? I've been on a lot of airplanes and they all fucking stink because they they're stink. always getting somebody that stinks. But you know what? You just put up with it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I literally just flew American and it says this was American Airlines uh, to go to New Orleans. And I mean, I, I thought the whole plane was made out of shit. Like it just... <laughs> It smelled terrible, and I don't. We're just gonna start kicking people off now. I I know well, the worst. The worst part of a of a flight is when it's over and everyone stands up and it releases all of the farts from the seats. Yes, into the air. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't kick people off at that point. You're already you're already there. I'll even take what you said, and I'll even remove like the smell factor. I get upset about the lack of logic. Everybody just needs to stand up. Also, there's not enough room to stand up. So a lot of us are now like bent over. Is that really more comfortable than sitting down? Right. It's just straight chaos. Yeah. And you're going to do it for 40 minutes because you're in the back (laughs) of the plane. I've never understood that. Yeah. Me either. I hate planes. I do too. I mean. I'll I'll third that. It's cool that they exist. You're in a tube that flies through the sky and it's, it's awesome, but it doesn't mean that it's comfortable or enjoyable. No. I wish they made like sleeper planes, like yes, stacked, stacked beds, like bunks on a bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can fit just as many. Well, maybe not just as many, but you can fit a lot. Oh, dude, I could do a forty-one hour flight if they had those. I yeah, love exactly. sleeping. I got enough. I got. An, I'll just watch The Office for forty-one hours and sleep. And <laughs> yeah, that's actually my my wife and I started doing that when we have to drive long distances because like. A two-hour drive that that kind of sucks, but four office office episodes, yeah, yeah, is great. And I've seen them so many times I don't even have to watch them. She just watches them on the phone, and I listen to it. Yeah, the stereo. It's great. It really is just the best show. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I like that. No matter so what news we check out, it's always going to come back to the office somehow. Yeah. Not just news; it's everything in life. Yeah, absolutely. Always coming back to an office quote. <laughs> Ooh, this one's a little tough. You want to read the headline? 
Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I, I keep seeing this, but I haven't taken the time to check it out, so I'm glad we're doing it. Uh, says Empire Star, Jesse Smollett, Smollett, whatever. Yeah, your guess is good as mine. Hospitalized after apparent racial homophobic attack. In the wake of the news that Jesse Smollett was the victim of an apparent violent hate crime in Chicago. The Empire Star was transported to the hospital at around 2 a.m. Tuesday after being involved in what the Chicago Police Department called a, quote, racially charged assault and battery. Now, the statement from the police department also describes the incident, saying, quote, two unknown offenders approached him and gained his attention by yelling out racial and homophobic slurs towards him. The offenders, the quote continues this, the offenders began to batter the victim with their hands about the face and poured an unknown chemical substance on the victim. At some point during the incident, one of the offenders wrapped a rope around the victim's neck. The offenders fled the scene. That's the quote. so hard. I mean, Jesse Smollett is this amazing man, amazing actor. The statement adds the victim transported himself to a Northwestern hospital and is in good condition. A Chicago PD spokesperson tells people that no arrests have been made and there are no solid suspects at this time. The officer says the attackers were wearing masks but will not confirm what they said, only that it was racially charged and homophobic. The victim thinks the liquid thrown on him was bleach but Detectives have yet to confirm that he was by himself at the time of the attack. This is all coming from police statements. Yeah, now, in a statement to People, Chicago police confirmed that the victim, who's not officially been identified as Smollett, remembered his attackers calling out the Make America Great Again abbreviation. So the statement read, quote, In the initial reports, there was no mention of MAGA. When detectives followed up with him later in the day, he recalled the offenders making those comments, and detectives completed a supplemental report. That's their quote. Now, of course, stars have been posting positive words of encouragement and support for Jesse, as well as calls for justice. I mean, like you said, Jeremy, like our feeds have been blowing up with support for him. Co-star Vivica Fox tweeted this. She says, I'm just now hearing the news about the senseless hate attack on my empire nephew. I'm so angry and hurt about this. This must stop. Spread love, not hate. Prayers up to you, nephew. John Legend also tweeted, sending love to Jesse and the Smollett family after this horrific attack. We support you and pray that you find Damn. Yeah. What do you say? I mean, that's... That I mean, sucks. I hope that... that they didn't say that they caught the guys, huh? Yeah, no away. arrests have been made. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. I know. It's like, still? Yeah, I can't imagine what the logic to whatever your agenda is. If you're successful in attacking him, yeah. is that is that game over? Like, do you do you win somehow? It just I know seems what, <laughs> right. I don't know what the end game was. Yeah, and it happened in Chicago. Yeah, it's not like it happened in rural Alabama or something. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I know. Wild to hate anything enough. Right? To do anything that drastic. Yeah, that's... uh, I don't know, man. That takes a lot of initiative to get up off the couch and get your your team together, figure out where this dude is, procure the weaponry, score the bleach, you know, like... (laughs) Appoint positions. How is it? How is it not confirmed nor denied that it was bleach? I think. Yeah, that's a pretty obvious smell. Yeah, yeah. you would think so. The news is funny. They 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 either like jump the gun on assuming everything, or they're just they're way standoffish. Like they were like, we can neither confirm nor deny. Right, so, right. So it's hard to tell. But I think. Yeah. yeah. What was his name again? Just. Jesse Smollett. Yeah. So there's a surveillance video showing potential persons of interest in attack now. That was five hours ago. Yeah, I'd rather see that than celebrity tweets. Yeah, that's that's a good point about the bleach, though. Seems like that'd be a pretty 
if you didn't know it was bleach, then it's probably not bleach. Right. Right? Yeah. It's like it either is or is Smollett. Chicago police are saying that detectives have located surveillance video that shows potential persons of interest. Smollett saying that he was beaten early yesterday morning as he was walking along Lower Water Street in Streeterville. A police are saying that two masked individuals yelled out racial and homophobic slurs at him and doused him with a chemical substance. When the officers arrived, they're saying they found a rope around his neck. Investigators awesome. are hoping to release the images soon. If you scroll down there. Maybe there's just screenshots. I saw something. And that's just nothing. Just a screenshot of people walking. Couple of dudes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad I sent that to you. Cool. <laughs> More of the same. Yeah, this one's charged with involuntary crazy. manslaughter and the death of a fellow officer. Prosecutors say 29-year-old Nathaniel Hendren and 24-year-old Caitlin Alex were playing Russian roulette. What? After the gun didn't fire twice. Hendren pointed it at Alex and then pulled the trigger, shooting her in the chest. I'm calling Jeez. bullshit. I am calling bullshit. Whoa. I mean, I feel like you that's feel like just maybe, called murder. Maybe they were having an affair and he needed it over and he's like, hey, you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah. Or someone just shot another person and then said, we were playing Russian. And made up a game, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Wait, so it was... A St. Louis police officer and then another officer. Yeah. Okay. Weird. And it was a female and male? Yeah. Who killed who? Yeah. Uh, the male killed the female. Or he uh, killed her. The male killed the female. And I think if I remember correctly, they said the female was 24. Wow. Very young. Weird. Real cool stuff. Cool stuff going out. Out in the world right now. Yeah. Got some depressing videos you're playing here, guys. Yeah, super depressed. Love it. Uh, here's another one about Auschwitz. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, <laughs> did you... What up? Is, is that all you had on there? Oh, wait. I do have one more. Oh, no, I don't. That's, uh, that's well, the surveillance thing. We don't... There, it doesn't really require an article or video, but uh, former Starbucks chairman slash CEO might run for president. Howard Schultz. Oh, okay. And he might run as an independent. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's getting a lot of hoopla because Democrats are really pissed and, <laughs> and urging him not to. Mm -hmm. Like he got a ton of blowback for doing it. Yeah. But they'll take away from the vote. Is that a thing that the right or the left should be worried about? Because I feel like the, the highest percentage of the votes that an independent has ever gotten has not been much, right? They've never even made a dent. Uh, no, well, no, I mean, their argument is that he could take away votes from the Democratic Party. Ah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And the only person to, they were saying something about how the only person to be elected president off the independent ticket, I think it's only happened one time. And it was a long time ago. I saw a tweet where somebody said, uh, running for president is the rich person version of starting your own podcast. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's part of uh, the criticism is that, you know, this rich guy can just do whatever he wants. Yeah. He's made some pretty kind of telling statements too. Just he's very removed. You know, I mean, they all are, I guess. I heard the other day that Hillary Clinton says she hasn't driven herself in over 13 years. <laughs> you know, I mean, these people, they don't. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they're not. That's, like that's us. how you stay relatable. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the stuff I saw with him was like even worse. This guy, he just has no idea what it's like to live the lives that we're all living. It's yeah. so funny. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, that the ultimate question is, is there a person out there, anybody, whether they have a shot in hell at getting elected or not, that could handle the job of being the president of the United States and cause the nation to flourish? Like, is it a a hellhole position that is doomed from the very beginning because the president is one of many people. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a game that can't be won. Or do you think that it really is just a matter of finding the right applicant? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it as well, you know, because I, I look at some people that we, that I feel like most of us regard as great, presidents and they had skeletons in their closet too yeah they did some reprehensible shit i mean you kind of have to be just a raging uh you know narcissistic megalomaniac to even want to be the president i think yeah that's actually the the perfect point because i think to a degree the irony is that the person who holds the characteristics that would make for a great president is is too self-conscious mm -hmm. or too aware of how large of a task it is to ever take it on. Yeah. So and they just yeah. never will. I know. And then you get Donald Trump who's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then, he, <laughs> and then what? You know, it's just like we let little, him because we're like, oh, he's him. confident. <laughs> yeah. And nothing good happens. I mean, I'm sure you guys know this, but it, it's something to bring up as often as I can. That Donald Trump is the first person to be elected president that wasn't he he's never done any civil service ever right that's the first time that's ever happened ronald reagan was the first one uh you know that wasn't a but he was still like in the congress i think for like 15 years before he was elected president well what you heard um, with a lot of people that that supported trump being elected was that's what we need we need to go right. against the grain you don't send a rat right. in to get the rats out I think everyone just wanted to throw a fucking grenade in the thing and just blow it all up and see what happens. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Which I don't think is a wise idea. <laughs> um, I understand the sentiment on like a punk rocky kind of vibe. I mean, mm -hmm. Like, fuck him. But no. Not yeah. that orange freak. Weird. What a weird fucking time. God damn it. It is. What the fuck is the next... What is it? 2020, right? It's the election? Yes. God, that's so long. Oh, if he gets elected again. Kanye was going to run. Yeah. I mean, that's what he claims. I know. I keep waiting for the Rogan Kanye podcast that allegedly will happen one of these days. Yeah, because Rogan's got to bring that up. He's got to be like, hey, listen, I know. I know you were probably in a manic state. Do you, you think he's just going to placate? Bro. He's not, he's not going to push Kanye? Um, you know how he can kind of do that. If he's smart, like if I'm in his ear, this is what I tell him. I go, this dude is, uh, he's on a hair trigger. So mind your P's and Q's for two hours. Right. And then right. lay into him. Because if he leaves, you got two hours worth of a podcast. That's but a good idea. Save save the heavy shit for the back end. Because he's the type of psycho that'll just get up and walk away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's a live show. Yeah. So. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't need Joe. I think no. that he just wants to get on there. My, my only fear for it is that he will become, he will just pontificate. For three hours, Joe won't get a word in edgewise. 
And the downside of that is obviously that Joe is the wrangler. He kind of keeps the listener interested by kind of navigating through the the various talking points. Yeah. And if you just have this like nut job ex rapper that is just going insane and saying things that don't make any sense, it makes for a really boring listen. Yeah. It's interesting for, you know, 20 minutes, but I mean, even a, a car wreck, you're only going to watch that for so long until it kind of gets old. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll Maybe see it never even happens. I don't know. We could be talking about it for no reason. Well, it is Kanye. So he's like, you know, a master marketer for, for all his faults. You, you got to give him that. So my guess is he'll wait till something is being released, like right yeah. before a record or, yeah. you know, because he tends to do that. I just, I just heard he, one of his newer songs the other day, the whoop did he scoop poop yeah. that one <laughs> mean what in the actual fuck right honestly i honestly love it <laughs> it's, it's i mean i'd be lying amazing. if i if i said i haven't listened to it 10 plus times yeah, yeah. it's it's great it's not my whoop, least listened great. to kanye song whoop whoop yeah it's when yeah, i heard it poop. i remember <laughs> thinking like as i'm listening to it if he's not insane then he's a genius what's yeah. the name of the song uh, it's called. Oh, fuck. I, don't know I mean, whoop. I'd put in like. You know what I mean? It'd be cool if it was called poop. Nothing would make me happy. No, if it's called poop. No, it's it's got a normal name. It's oh okay. Not, yeah, it does. Yeah, and it's like. Did you find it? Uh, no, and it's the weirdest intro too. I would just Google. Yeah. I'm just going to Google Kanye. Whoopty. Whoopty scoopty scoop. Okay. It's called Lift Yourself. <laughs> Lift Yourself. That's it. Let's all sit back and enjoy this song. Well, it takes a while for the vocals to come in. That's part of the genius of it. Like, you're waiting. You have to listen to the whole song to get to this genius. Right. I just found a YouTube video that says one hour of Kanye West saying whoop did he scoop. It's the same thing I found. <laughs> oh, here it is. It's just forever. The hang-ups it's we like, have today. okay. Honestly, it's a great song. Okay. So let's fast forward. Okay. I don't okay. remember any of this. That's a minute. Okay. What? I feel like it's wait wait what what oh there it is okay wait what there it is whoop dee dee scoop scoop dee dee whoop whoop dee scoop dee poop I scoop dee scoop dee whoop whoop dee scoop whoop poop poop dee dee whoop scoop poop poop scoop dee dee whoop whoop dee dee scoop whoop dee dee scoop poop I just love the idea that he did the whole song. That was after almost two minutes before that part came in and then the song just sort of ends. I hope there was a moment in the studio where he didn't nail it on the first track. (laughs) Yeah. Time out. I said, whoop, did he poop? It's supposed to be scoop. scoop. Let me, let me get it again. Run that back. (laughs) My, what I love to imagine is all the, all the bros in the studio watching him do that. The yes men. Yeah. And they're just, their eyes are super wide. Like, oh my God. Dude, when you said, you said poop on a track, dude, that is bro. Man, they don't make them like this anymore, Kanye. You, you a genius. Honestly, that's what New Fury Strong is going to sound like. <laughs> I would hope so. 
<laughs> Nothing would make me inspiration. Put that whoop dee scoop over like a fucking just some heavy part. Yeah. Use it like yeah. a lead guitar over like a uh, breakdown. That's amazing. That's great. Um, let's do the movie pick of the week. Okay. Mr. Day, every every week I, I have a movie pick. And do you have the trailer here? I texted it to you. Okay, this is uh before you press play, let me do a little thing. I watched this last night. My wife and I went and saw it. Spider-Man Into the Verse. Dude, I've heard nothing but am- amazing things. I've heard thing. great things about it, yeah. Okay. I I can't... Oh, James hated it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I fucking loved it. Okay. To like a a level... I, I'm, you know, I'm a huge movie guy. Yeah. Right. You're a, you're what would be called a cinephile. Yes. I, I, it's, yeah, blech. I can't even put it into words. He's in love. It, it's so. He's got a crush on a movie. It's can't so talk. good. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't use this word lightly, but it really is like a masterpiece. Wow. It is, it is game changing. I've never seen anything like it before. It's not just a good, and I and I kind of don't like comic book movies. I'm kind of fucking tired of them. Yeah, I don't give a yeah, fuck I'm the, about. I'm it. the same way, and that's right. why that didn't interest me. Uh, dude, I didn't want to see it forever. I'm like another fucking Spider Man movie, really? Yeah. Oh but, yeah, I disregarded it the yeah. second I heard about it. I mean, it is the Spider Man topic has very little to do with how good it is. Like it, it that is just the plot of the the movie they're just using that as a vehicle for this this new art form and the way that they do it is just so original and like it's profound and deep but funny and like you can bring your kid if you have kids it's and the animation is fucking rad and you're a design guy alan like visually it's super stunning and original it's actually hand-painted drawings that they then overlaid the music kicks ass. It's a, a whole original soundtrack that like Post Malone did one of the Oh right. The tracks. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, like Travis Scott. Um have you seen this, Alan? Dope, this movie? Man. I have I have not. Okay, cool. Yeah, same. There's a lot of guest star voices. I, I don't want to ruin it for you guys. So when you go see it, you'll you know what I mean. But anyway, I it's it's fucking awesome, man. Like multi-dimensional and it just and I went into it not knowing a whole lot. And it started cool. I was like, oh, this is a rad vibe. This little kid in Brooklyn. And then it just keeps going. Then you're like, this is really good. And then it just keeps getting better and better. And towards the end, you're just like, I don't know how, what? How, where did this come from? That's sick. Just another Spider-Man movie. But it's, you know, dude, it's so good. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to. I guess we're going to have to watch it. It's all vibes. All vibes. My name is Peter Parker. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. I saved the city, fell in love, then I saved the city again and again and again. Look, I'm a comic book, a serial, I did a Christmas album, and a so-so popsicle. But this isn't about me. Not anymore. Spider-Man swings in once a day, zip-zaps up in his little mask and answers to no one. I love you, moms. Yeah, I know that. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I, I want to hear it. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. Ladies and gentlemen. My name is Miles Morales. I'm the one and only Spider-Man. At least that's what I thought. You ever hear of the Super Collider? You gotta love this. Dimension opening now. You're like me. That's impossible. All right, kid. 
kid. Listen up. This fry is your universe. It's soggy, it's weird, it's gross. And this delicious normal fry is my universe. So you want to learn to be Spider-Man? Can you teach me? Yes, I can. Time to swing. Ah, Good, do you're doing it. it. Double tap to yeah. release and whip it out again. Okay. Whip and release. You're a natural. Whip. Hey, guys. Who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. I'm from another, another dimension. How many more spider people are there? Hey, fellas. Hello. This could literally not get any weirder. It can get weirder. Okay. We need to get back to our universes soon. Brooklyn is going to collapse. My family lives in Brooklyn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Miles, what's wrong? This was never your city. It's mine. If I don't destroy the collider, none of us will have a home to go home to. Remember, what makes you different? Let's go. Is what makes you Spider-Man. Officer, I love you. <laughs> Wait, what? That way, that way. Other way, other way, other way, other way. Do animals talk in this dimension? Because I don't want to freak them out. And see, it's a cool trailer and everything, but they're trying to make it like mass appeal, you know, to make it like an exciting movie this Christmas. Take your family. But and and it is a fun movie and it's everything that showed, but it's it's way deeper than that. Like the multi-dimensional aspect to it is so fucking cool. It really blew me away. Yeah, it looks I mean, visually it's yeah, sick, man. It's the shit. I didn't uh, check it out. I didn't know that the voice of the the like teacher Spider-Man is that it's that dude from Yeah, I was trying to figure out who that is and I couldn't. Yep. Um, That's exactly who it is. And he was in the what let's be cops or something with uh Damon Wayans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I like mean, that guy. At first I was gonna say it would ruin if I told you who everyone was, but they, they kind of showed it anyway. Yeah, if you would have told me that was the guy, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But hearing it Jake Johnson. Yeah. That guy, um Sh- Shamik Moore. Did you guys see the movie Dope? Yes. No. Rad fucking movie. Yeah, great movie. That should be a movie pick for me too. If you haven't seen Dope, go check that out too, Alan. Really fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, it's about this kid and like the, well, it's a, a modern day story. Yeah. But this kid is obsessed with 90s hip hop mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and like uh, white culture too. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, when did that come out? It came out in t- 2015. Dope. Okay. Yeah. Last few years. I think it's on Netflix too. It was for the longest time. Was it? Was it was like one of the front runners. I would imagine it still is. I don't know. Yeah, John Mulaney plays Spider-Ham or Peter Porker. <laughs> so fucking good. Love John Mulaney. Nick Cage is in it. Nicholas Cage. Jeez. Leif Shriver. Chris Pine. Good Lord. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, see, this seemed like a like a little offshoot spin-off situation, but they kind of went guns blazing. Blew me away, man. I, I kept pulling away from the idea of going. Like I had no interest in going. Yeah. And then I finally just was like, fine, if I can see it. I loved it, man. Yeah, I didn't have any interest in seeing it until I'm getting this raving review now. Yep. <laughs> yep. There it is. Movie pick of the week. Right on. Should we wrap up? I think we should wrap up, man. I think we should do it. Uh, thanks again for being on the show, Alan Day. You were the best. No problem. Thanks for having me. Is there anything else that you want the people to know about? 
Any other exciting news? No, just that I'm going to be eating some cold spaghetti and meatballs right now. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for being patient and uh, joining us on this fun excursion. Where can they find you on the interwebs? Oh, man, I mean, I got Instagram, Alan X Day, Twitter, same thing. Um, I don't really know how to use Facebook, so I don't do that. That's probably um, for the best. Facebook the seems best. to be the most like obsolete out of yeah. all of them. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're I'm pretty bad at social media, and I'm trying to get better at it. But yeah. I don't really know what getting better at social media means. You've got a pretty so good Instagram following, though. You have nearly seventeen thousand fucking followers on there. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's not yeah. bad for somebody bad at social media. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I my guess. ass off. I don't have that. Um, I guess so. I would say that that's a good home base to check the man out. From there, he he links out to, to all the other stuff he's working on. And um, yeah. if you want to check out some of the production stuff for him, is your website the best place to go? Well, it's not. The website's not fully finished. Oh, that's right. It's that's right. technically live if you can find out what the address is. But okay, I'll be posting about it soon. That's that's my goal for this week. I'm finishing up the website. So dope, dopeity dope dope dope. Okay, well, thanks again. Whoopity scoop poop. <laughs> Whoopity <laughs> scoop doopity boop. Um, where can they find you, Mister Ashcraft? Uh, just you know, alanashcraft.com. That, that should be good enough. Uh, social media, I'm pretty much only on Instagram, and that's just at it came from the sky. Love it. You can find me at James Ian Macmillan on Instagram or at StatesideMGMT. If you are looking for mixing, mastering, producing needs or services, I represent people that can do just that. And uh, I think the at StatesideMGMT would be a good place to start. Um, other than that... Please make sure that you're subscribed to the show. Uh, leave a uh, rate and review if you don't mind. We're available on Spotify and YouTube. People forget that. Anything else, buddy? I don't believe so. All right. Share the show, right? Yeah, Let please. people know. Yep. We'd Let them know. It. Okay. Well, thanks again to our, our guest, Mr. Alan Day. We appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. I'll let you know when the episode is up. Should be a few days. Uh, Monday, actually. I think it's when this will be. Okay, cool. All right, man. Enjoy that spaghetti. All right. Thanks, honey, buddy. Thanks. Later. Fuck you. Bye.
Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effie Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Oh.